Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week three edition of the Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. As always, I am joined by the daddy of the Baby Bowl, Rob Norton at Norton0723. How are you doing tonight, Rob? I'm doing great, Wes. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, and you are correct. My name is Wes, Wes Easley. You can find me on Twitter, at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Please subscribe, like, leave reviews, all those things over on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you like to listen to podcasts on, or whatever, I guess, you like to listen to podcasts on. Hey, uh, Rob, what we usually do here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network for the Baby Bowl is we we invite the week winner, the previous week, so week two's winner, Onto the podcast with us. I mean, we always extend that invitation out to the person. Whether or not they want to be on is is up to them. But we always like to do that. It's just kind of a little reward or a punishment. I don't know if it's a reward or a punishment at this point <laughs> to be on here. But uh, we always enjoy what, what That's one of the most fun things for me is getting to meet people from all over the place. We met Juan Sanz, and we got to talk to him. Sands, I think. Sands. Sands. Juan Sands. And uh, we got to talk with him. Where was he from? Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, that, that was yeah hawaii was one uh we got to know ben really well because he won a couple of times last year and uh well he was from detroit or someplace up there yeah i believe so retired and wired i think we had a tie last year we had actually two of the guys on i can't remember both of them right now but uh we, we've, we've just had so many different interesting guests on the baby bowl podcast yeah i agree that's that's been one of the like you said the one of the most fun things is getting to really talk to a lot of the people that, you know, sometimes we see in the chat, sometimes we don't, but getting to see, you know, actually talk to them and, and uh, get to know them a little bit. Yeah, and that it's always been fun for me to just I always reminisce with people I don't even know. I've always met a whole bunch of different people throughout my life, and I never meet a stranger. So it's always fun for me to be able to meet new people and to pick their brain about how in the world they get a winning lineup on the Baby Bowl. Because obviously we've all kind of found out that at times it could be a challenge, right? <laughs> to be oh, yeah, to for that. sure. Uh, and, and, and this week, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the winner. I'm going to, I'm going to leave that up to you. Cause I don't even know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I believe it's Max M-A-K-S. See, it, it flips it around because the, the name looks like mask and I always want to say mask, but you, it's Max. Yeah, I think so. And then on Twitter at S fantasy FB. Yeah, that that one was uh right there. I knew that one. At at S Fantasy FB is what it is, and it the name is Max M A K S. I guess that may be like Max Max, like a Max. I don't I don't know how to how to how to pronunciate that. But as as this person won, and we believe that it's a she, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, what 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 ended up happening is we found out that she is a deaf player in the fantasy football world. And and you broke that news to me, and I I kind of sat there for a minute. And I went, okay, podcast, how de- deaf person podcast? How are we going to do that? I don't know a whole lot of sign language. I know some sign language, but usually that was just from what I learned from a truck driver at some place. And I don't think it's very appropriate for the baby bowl, to be honest <laughs> with you, Rob. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would uh, go over too well. <laughs> uh, 
but but that was cool because what we did was we started texting texting with Max a little bit on DMing on on uh, face on on Twitter, and we got to learn about her and and some of the different challenges that come to somebody who is deaf to be able to play not only fantasy football but to also be in the Twitter world. And, and it was really interesting to see some of these challenges. So what we want to do is we want to shed some light on that for each and every one of our listeners. Because we know a lot of our listeners are content creators as well, or people that participate in the Baby Bowl are content creators as well. And some of the different hurdles that Max has been able to have to overcome in playing fantasy football. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, definitely really interesting. And like I mentioned in in the in the chat with Max, um, I, I don't know who knows this or not, you know, out in the Twitter world, but I, I had said, you know, my my wife's parents are both deaf too. So it kind of, kind of hits home for me a little bit. And now you said that, and we started sharing different things. Cause I, I told everybody, uh, and this one goes out to my buddy, JB Barry, who's, who's about to have a little baby here pretty soon. Uh, with, I think within a month or so JB is going to have a little baby. We, we taught my daughter at a very young age, sign language uh, as, as a baby. I don't know how old it was. Uh, just, I just go with the flow. You know, I just go with the flow. So whatever my wife was saying we needed to do, we did. And uh, so I was learning sign language along with my little baby. And she would know how to do eat and milk and mil- milk look very cow utterish is what it looked like. You know, you're just you're milking mm-hmm. a cow is what it was uh, more. She had different signs for different uh, different kinds of foods. And so it was cool to be able to communicate with my daughter, a baby who couldn't even say daddy or mommy at that point uh, through sign language. And, and she picked it up really easy and really fast. And so that was kind of cool. And then you shared that with your uh, about your in-laws. And one of the questions I had for you, Rob, when I found that out. As I know how you are, you, 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 you strike me as a shy guy. I've never met you face to face, but you strike me <laughs> as a shy guy, a reserved fellow. And every young man, when they go to get married, goes and asks the parent, hey, uh, the father especially, hey, can, uh, you know, do, can, I, can I wed your daughter? Can I, you know, you ask the person. And so you, being a shy guy to start with, had to overcome that hurdle of, holy cow, how am I going to ask him? And what's he going to say to me? Is he going to give me the trucker salute whenever I ask him that? You know. <laughs> so how did you go about doing that? The, the trucker salute worry was in the, was in the uh, back of my mind. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But no, yeah, it, I, you, you, you know, I'm generally a pretty shy, reserved person, um, you know, and so it definitely was extremely nerve wracking for me. Um, so I was thinking about it. I didn't know how to go about it. I knew I wanted to do it. I felt like it was the right thing to do. And so uh, my wife has two younger brothers. I asked the older of the two if he would come with me. And, you know, I had told him about it already. And I had said to him, you know, would you mind, you know, help helping me out translating a little bit just in case, you know, it gets a little lost in translation i wanted to like make sure it was said correctly and things like that and so i mean they kind of they kind of realized when i came over with a with a ring what was what the point was but um you know just in terms of like getting the exact words out and things like that he he helped me with that so that was it was nice for uh, him to help me out like that 
Yeah. And, and one of the things, uh, well, let me say this too, about my daughter, who's now a teenager, she's actually going through the American Sign Language courses. Uh, she's homeschooled. So that's one of the things that she selected to do. Be- and I think that that kind of started whenever she was younger to be able to learn how to do that. So it was kind of cool. It kind of revolved around everything, getting to know Max a little bit and everything. And one of the things she said was that to overcome these things in fantasy football, one of the, what she wished was that more was more content that was and I hope I don't ever say anything wrong. You guys know me well enough by now to know that I'm not, I don't have any ill intentions whenever I say anything. I'm just not as educated as other people are. <laughs> but uh, in the deaf community, uh, that there was more content created for them where maybe like on uh, the YouTube channels that we have where it had closed captioning. You know, I don't know if that's an option. I don't know how to do that all the time. Or even on the uh, like Twitter clips that we put out there uh, whenever we create content that it had closed captioning because she can't listen to the podcast. So how does she get to the podcast news? She can read articles, I'm sure, just like everybody else can read articles. But, you know, reading is one of those things. And one of the other uh, hurdles that Max has is that English isn't even her first language. You know, so so not only is and, and I, I don't know, if, I, what did you think she meant? Like sign language is her first language? Yeah, I believe so. Because, you know, it's funny because, like I said, with my wife, you know, obviously growing up, she was the oldest of the, the three siblings. So sign sign was her first language as well, um, you know, because obviously both her parents are deaf. So growing up, my wife and my wife knows how to sign perfectly fine now just from doing it her whole life. And she's been basically their interpreter and had to teach the brothers and everything like that. So, um, yeah, that's, I'm, that's what my assumption was is that Max first language is sign. Yeah. I did. I, you know, it's one of those things and I even apologized to Max too, of like, I've never even thought about some of these things. And, and just right there, that's a new one too, where like signing is your first language. It's not English. It's, you know, you don't sign in English. You don't sign in Spanish. You just sign, I guess is what you yeah. do. So that's your first language. And this is what Max is. Uh, one, of, one of the things uh, Max said, I don't even know. People are constantly looking to get information right now. At this minute, that's the way of the world today, instant gratification. And that's where I am. And a lot of us are, meaning about the deaf community. Uh, We often lack information. People are are shooting off ideas, facts, and hidden tips in the fantasy world. And I'm the last one to know. I try to use Google, Google Chrome live caption, the best thing ever. But even then, that is not perfect. My hope as a casual fan is where, and now listen to this, everybody. This is, this was, this was, this floored me my hope as a casual fan is where i can where i find through the tweets comments hidden videos with captioning quick subs hint hint this is a way to get shared anything that makes sense with limited access i would share that kind of information out to the world i try to use the hashtag accessibility hashtag deaf hashtag captions or anything else that would be appreciated by others that is lacking information and i don't necessarily limit to fantasy football it is important and that it's clear that I will share any information that I have into the deaf community with those kind of hashtags. And, and, and you, Rob, I don't know, whenever we were texting with her, 
I saw the urgency in those tweets. And and I, I thought it was great to be able to give a voice to Max to be able to air out some of those things that she just doesn't get the information like everybody else does. And not only that, she she won the baby bowl without getting that kind of information. She's a participant in the Scott Fish Bowl. And it's just so cool and a whole new area that I bet you content creators haven't even thought about. Right, yeah. It's it's something that, you know, like like when we were talking it's it's something that's really lacking as as she mentioned to us so you know it could be maybe if people hear this and are listening to this and they were thinking you know what it, it is another another um demographic that i can kind of get my my information out to you know i can i can any of the people who are doing youtube podcasts you know things like that any videos or podcasts or anything like that they can use captioning or uh, include it and they'll get a whole nother uh, audience base. And, and Rob, I know this fantasy community. I know this fantasy community and this fantasy community likes to serve, not each other, not after followers. It finds ways to serve in the communities that they're surrounded in and that people have been placed in our lives to help make better. So many charitable organizations. The Baby Bowl is one of those things where we uh, often uh, donate to charities. Scott Fishbowl, all those places donate to charity. We're looking for places to serve. And that's what the fantasy football community is all about. The fantasy communities, period, are all about. And this is one of the ways we can serve, not about our follower count, not about getting subscriptions, not any of that stuff. There are people out there that want to be uh, gain knowledge, that want to take part and be a part of lives. All right. And that's what we want to do too. Now, look, I, I say that because I do encourage everybody to try and figure out a way, not only to the deaf world, but also maybe to other worlds as well. And I, look, I, you guys are much smarter than me, so we always encourage you to to somehow leave a comment or anything like that to try and expand on these ideas that Rob and I are having or that even Max was sharing with us. Because, Rob, until we walk in somebody's shoes, we may not know. And I apologize to Max for just go. I, when she told me those things, I was like, I'm sorry. I've never even thought of that about that before. I, I feel kind of bad for not thinking about those things before. And this is what her response was for me not being aware and me apologizing. No one really thinks about how to be inclusive until they experience it. Oftentimes, when someone feels apologetic about not being inclusive, I usually tell them to to stuff it <laughs> is what Max said. I usually tell them to stuff it. And then she went all caps on me and do something about it. Why are you telling me you're sorry? It's not your fault. We are raised in a world of audiism. That was a new word for me. Audiism. Audiism is one of the many under oppression umbrellas, oppression umbrella, racism, homophobia, sexism, etc. I'm not at all mad, Mark said. All I can do is do my best to educate, and it's up to them to either take it to heart and make a change or ignore and continue on with their lives. With fantasy football and the real world, I rely on written text and sign language to understand how much I could read. With sign language, I understand 95 to 100%. With written text, it's 80 to 100%. People have a weird way of writing, and sometimes I miss a joke. Or I miss sarcasm. The sentence doesn't always make sense when when I sign it, etc. When I read lips with my hearing aid and without text or sign language, it drops down to about 40 to 60 percent of what I understand. With everyone wearing masks nowadays, 
poof, it's gone, which means relying only on my hearing without any supportive tools. That means I only re- I only get zero to five percent comprehension because of masks. Another way to look at it is this, Max says, visibility. Let's say you're a photo guy. You took an amazing picture on your job and you thought, oh, my fantasy crowd would love this. Check out this picture I took, everybody. Your followers would be like, yo, dude, that's nice. All random comments. Now, what if one or two of those visually impaired people, uh, so a person who is aware would be like, check out this picture I took. All descriptive images. Photo background of an orange reddish sunset over a blue ocean with a seagull flying across a frame. A beautiful picture. If you took it and you wanted to get it out there to the world. Now, if you close your eyes and just heard, check this picture out. You'd feel completely left out if you were on the receiving end of that picture. If you close your eyes and you couldn't see it. What you can't visualize what that picture is because you've never seen before. It's the same thing with being deaf, seeing words, signing a language, even if just a few words, it does wonders for Max. Just just the effort does wonders for her. And and so everybody, we can do better. Uh, we can we can probably find out ways to be able to do this. I, I'm I, look, I don't know if I can mash enough buttons to get this right. But I've been trying to Google things and everything, Rob, all day long to go, okay, how can I get this podcast into some kind of written form for Max? And we all know I don't know the English language very well, so me typing it is not going to work out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, you know, it's funny because it, it really, it really is, you know, like you said, you don't really think about these kind of things. We just, you know, go along about our daily lives and we're all busy and we do our things and, you know, we never really stop and think like, hey, this little extra effort would help out this demographic or this little extra effort would help out this demographic. But until you really, you know, talk to someone uh, that that experiences that. And uh, so it, it definitely is interesting. You know, you know it's <laughs> what's something that jumped out to me right away, which was kind of funny to me, was the sarcasm comment where she mentioned that she met, um, miss a joke or sarcasm. I never really thought about that for a long time, but after, you know, being with my wife, my wife for 10 years now, my, even my wife who is, is hearing, she, she doesn't get a lot of like sarcasm and jokes and kind of things like that a lot of times. And I used to, I, and I would be, I would, you know, make sarcastic jokes with her and she would get kind of upset. And I was like, you know, Julie, I'm just, I'm just joking around. And, but it's because they, they, her growing up being, you know, her parents being deaf, her parents didn't understand the sarcasm because you can't hear the tones. So her growing up, even she never understood sarcasm for a long time. So it even, even it's so deeply rooted in her that even to this day that she, I mean, she understands it more now, obviously as an adult, but she doesn't really understand it. And it's the same thing. Like, with it's it's kind of like when you think about if you're texting someone and you're texting someone and you never know if they were joking about it or you can't really tell the tone of a text that's how her parents whole entire 
um, their whole entire communication is you can't you don't understand the tone of it because they can't hear any tones or inflections. So it, that was something that really, really kind of struck home with me just from experience in it over the past 10 years. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and I, that means that your wife absolutely loves me and my sarcasm is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, make sure you follow Max over on Twitter at S Fantasy FB. Uh, the timeline is full of fantasy football nuggets all throughout there. If you just scroll up and down it, if you troll old Max a little bit, you'll see just all kinds of fantasy nuggets. You can see that Max absolutely loves playing fantasy football. And we've got to do something fantasy community to get her uh, more information. Get her, get her more accessibility to everything, and not only her, but everybody else. And we appreciate all the efforts that Max does in trying to get that stuff out there. And thank you so much, Max, for your patience. Now let's talk about these lineups a little bit where Max just wiped us clean this week. All right, she finished <laughs> yeah, first for sure. place. Uh, you and I started Herbert there at quarterback, uh, and, she, and 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 Max decided on Robert Rogers this week, Aaron Rodgers. She, she went with a uh, Green Bay Packers stack. Rob and just wiped us clean this week. Oh yeah, yeah, that one was uh, pretty uh, devastating. I, I think a lot of people were on Herbert because of the Dallas matchup, mm-hmm. and you know that game was mostly a letdown. So, um, I mean, Herbert didn't do terrible, but it was what fourteen points, I think, or something right around yeah, there. Fifteen, huh? Yeah. So it really. It wasn't what you're expecting when you're playing a, a quarterback in that kind of matchup. No, and uh, Max said that when uh, I saw Rodgers lose so terribly against the Saints, I knew he'd be mad. That's one bonus of being a Bears fan. I play against more often than I prefer, but he makes me a ta- but I am a tad bit familiar with his pattern. So I knew he'd be playing the Lions, and I knew he was a must-start because of how terrible he played against the Saints in Week One. So uh, yeah, great job. Thanks, thanks for not giving me that sign, Max. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, you started Harris, Deontay. Uh, who, which which Harris did you start at running back? Najee. Damian? Na- oh, Najee, Najee Harris. Yeah, you got yep. 19 points out of Najee Harris. You sure did. And you also started Kamara, who ended up with seven oh, points, Rob. <laughs> you burned Kamara, yeah. baby. I know, I know. And the, and the, the worst part is that there's going to be, I know, you, you already know there's going to be so many 30-point games that people are going to get to use them for. So I'm, I might have ended up using him possibly on his worst week of the entire year. Yeah, I thought Denver was going to run the ball a little bit more, so I took a shot at Melvin Gordon. I don't think I necessarily burned every anything with Melvin Gordon there because I it's going to be a shared backfield at some point. I I wanted to get Gordon before he got suspended or before he got hurt, so I tried to find that light there. And then I went with Deontay Harris, who I, I thought for sure was going to find the end. So I thought for sure was going to run a little bit more angry than what he did last week after he fumbled the ball and lost the game uh, week number one, but it just didn't come to fruition last week. And our guy, our our Max here. Paired up Rodgers with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. 42 points. Do I got to say it 42 times? Aaron Jones, man, that was terrible. <laughs> that was, what a great pick. What a great pick that weekend. He ran all over the Lions. Yeah, it's crazy. That 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 Aaron Jones, the Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, that that the people who and there was a lot of people who played Aaron Jones. Um, the you know, I, I had tweeted out the the standings heading into Monday night. And I know, I don't know if any of those top 10 remained in the top 10 <laughs> after, after that Aaron Jones performance. And you know, you know, it's funny is I don't, I don't even want to give her credit, but my wife had Aaron Jones in there and she, we were talking a little smack and she, uh, 
she she beat me by like one point i think this week and i think she's beat me by one point both weeks so far so she was definitely letting me hear it and max was saying that didn't know whether or not to pair rogers with adams or or whatever and on saturday night decided to make the flip and put Jones in there. So right at that last minute, uh, she did bird Jonathan Taylor, though. Taylor only got six fantasy points last week, had a good performance week one. I think he may be able to have a good performance again this week. Both of you had Allen in there from last week who put up 15 points. I did put Devontae Adams in there last week who had 20. I think all three of us ended up with Keenan Allen in our lineups last week. You ended up with Cooper Cup, though. I'm not going to say you burned him because it was 37 point total. So you got a lot out of cup. Does it feel like a woods week this week though? Man, I, I'm not, I I don't know what to make it at this point. I had woods higher heading into the year. I've always been a big woods fan. So I've had woods higher heading in the year. I I liked cup more this year than I had in previous years. Last year I was, I was cup was a big fade for me coming off of a major injury. And the year before I just, the years before I just didn't really hit buy into him. I liked him this year, but man, he's apparently, I don't know if you had heard the whole stories about him having breakfast Mm -hmm. with Stafford and things like that. Apparently that's paying off because Stafford is going to him early and often, but yeah, this, this week, uh, I, I like both of them. I like both woods and cup. I wonder what Stafford, you know, being a Georgia guy and all that uh, for a long time. I wonder if he's like a biscuit and gravy kind of a guy in the morning times. Or something. <laughs> hey, well, from for my wide receivers, I rounded it out with uh, Williams, uh, Adams, Allen, and Williams. I had I went ahead and did that Charger stack. You ended up with Lamb from that Charger game as well. He had 17 fantasy points. But li- listen to Max's stack here. All right, the the wide receivers: Allen, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. And then Sutton. Put Sutton in there, too. How, how did Max know that Sutton was going to go off last week? How Because that, that's what he did. He went off with Denver. Yeah, that one was that was a great, great play. Both, well, the Evans one was a great play, too. But, yeah, I know Max had mentioned, you know, um, for Sutton, mentioned that Judy was out. And he's starting to feel good about himself, and the matchup was perfect for it. So it felt like it was a perfect time to play Sutton. And then with e- with Evans, which you know, the brought up such a great point about Evans, and I had thought about it too, and I got scared to do it. And it was that, um, you know, after a bad game, Evans usually has a good game, and it seems like with Tom Brady, it's kind of like that. So Brady seems to spread the ball around. And you kind of never know which which one's really going to get it, but it always seems like whichever one has a bad game, it kind of makes a concerted effort to get it to them the next game and keep keep all the pass catchers happy. Yeah, and that's it. Tom Brady can put it wherever he wants. And and then Max, you know what Max did? Just to rub salt in my wounds. All right, <laughs> put Travis Kelsey in there at tight end. And what can I say about him? Is what Max said. I think I picked him instead of any other tight end because I knew the Ravens were a bit rough on the slot. Queen is great, but he is still young, and Kelsey has unspeakable connection with Mahomes. As for Week Three, do you really want me to spill the beans? Rubbing it in my face is what Max was doing. <laughs> I hope you heard that sarcasm, but I'm not sure that it was sarcasm, Max. Hey, I put Noah Fant in there, and you put Noah Fant in there as well, and he finished with 13 fantasy points. Max ended up with 162 last week. 162, you hovered at 123, and I finished at 107. For the year standing, Max is on top 
of the year standings at 303, a 151 average. And then Andrew Cooper at Coop de Fiasco is in there at number two. I think he's finished second both weeks. Is that right? I think so. I think he's finished, uh, or at least he was, he might have been second heading into um, Monday night. Maybe he was second, actually, both. I, I have to look I back, I but I know, it's, I know it's he's, awesome. yeah, he's, he's, he's second overall, though. That's for yeah. sure. And who is third? Hutch? Hutch is third? Is that Hutch? Yep, that's Hutch, the young oh, fantasy on. mind. Hey, he's grounded. He is grounded. Hey, there's right? no way Hutch is number three. <laughs> I'm taking Hutch out to the back of the woodshed. Teach that kid a thing or two. All right? That's, <laughs> Sport Fanatic is number four. David Walker is number five. So that's pretty cool. As I scroll down here, Rob, you and I are back to back. We're neck and neck right there. I don't know where we are, 30th, someplace in that neighborhood. But we've averaged about 113 points per game. But you know what really made me upset? Yeah, when, I, when I was looking at this, Julie Norton, a Julie, a specific Julie Norton is five places above both of us, Rob. Your <laughs> wife is beating me in the baby bowl. Yep. Yep. And yeah, it's frustrating. I, I'm not even going to lie. I, I, we, we, she, uh, she's, she'd let me hear about it. So, um, I have to make sure I win this week. That's for sure. Yeah, well, uh, you, you, yeah, here's here's the trucker salute to you, Julie, okay? <laughs> oh, I did not. I would not never do that. Uh, great job. I appreciate everybody's participating in the Baby Bowl. It's really a lot of fun. Rob, as we look forward to week number three here, maybe we can give a couple of tips on things. We like to educate people here on the Baby Bowl, not only for this, but also to DFS purposes and all that stuff. I, I think that we could, once again, be, char- uh, be targeting the L.A. Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a 55-point game point total, the Seattle versus Minnesota game. That's a 55 and a half point total. Tampa Bay and Los Angeles, that's a 55 and a half point total. You know who else? Philly and Dallas, man. They're at 52 points right there. Uh, how much you liking that Philadelphia Eagle matchup this week, Rob? Oh, I definitely like it. Um, you know, I think I've already burned Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts is definitely a, a great option. You know, any week really, but I guess against Dallas, that's that's a nice matchup to use Hurts if you haven't. Green Bay and San Francisco, that's sitting at 50-point game total. Arizona and the Jaguars are at 52 points. Baltimore and Detroit are at 50 points. A couple of games I might stay away from. Might. Yeah, there's there's some fantasy nuggets in there, is what Pierre told me, that some fantasy mug, nuggets are in there. But the New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos, that one's sitting at 41 points right now. And the New Orleans Saints versus the New England Patriots, that's sitting at 42 points. And the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers at 43 and a half points. It, those are all great things. But Rob, there's somebody who might be oh, going to be scaring you in your dreams this week. All right. This is a rivalry week between you and I, because the Chicago Bears, me and Max are going against those Cleveland Browns of yours. (laughs) You and Kangas are over there on one sideline. Me and Max are over on the other sideline. Kangas is the one giving up the trucker salutes, though. Uh, But how do you think Justin Fields is going to do this week? Fields is interesting. Um, Fields is Fields is definitely that guy that people were drafting before the year waiting to get that starting spot and now he has it due to injury so he's gonna be interested i'll be interested to see how many people use him um he he makes for an interesting DraftKings play this week too he's he's really cheap i think it's 5200 and you know he even in limited time last week he had 10 carries 
So anytime you get that many carries as a quarterback and as athletic as he is, that gives you such a great floor with big time upside. So uh, he's, he's very intriguing. Yeah. Your Browns have given up 30 DraftKings points to quarterbacks so far this year on average. Uh, and, and that, that is one of those things when you look at it, it's two rushing touchdowns and five passing touchdowns total for the year so far. And it seems like fields is one of those kind of rushing quarterbacks. So I do look for him to have a pretty good game. I, I, I it's hard for me to trust any bear though. I just gotta, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's hard for me to trust any bear. <laughs> it's all those years of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, just tormenting me when it comes to my sports teams is what it is, Rob, each and every week. I really like that Baltimore matchup in Detroit. I think that that's a game. Detroit seems to not be one, to, to be one of those teams that doesn't quit. And and it's going to keep the game just close enough to where I think Baltimore is still going to have to be competitive and not necessarily just put the game in a bag. Right. Yeah, That that's, a, that's another interesting game because that game, I didn't expect it to have this high of a total. Um, coming in, I expected the Ravens to be a little bit more heavily favored and I expected the total to be like 45, 47. It's, it's 50 right now. So anytime you see a number 50 plus, that's, that's nice. And the Ravens are playing, you know, at Detroit. So, which I believe is a, uh, a dome, which helps, helps, uh, QB numbers and wide receiver numbers and things like that. So, you know, the Lions defense isn't very good, but like you said, they seem to hang around. So the, you know, I, I like uh, Lamar this week a lot. What's going to happen with Jameis Winston? This might be the last week we can play Jameis Winston. Uh, not that you may want to or not that you would want to, but, I mean, it's going against the New England Patriot defense, Rob. And if there's another Jameis Winston game where he's just not that good, I think Sean Payton's going to be quick to pull the trigger. Yeah, you could be right on that. I mean, he had that great first game and then awful second game. I mean... That's kind of, that's that kind of is patented Jameis Winston though, but yeah, it's 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 scary, and that defense that the Patriots have is good, and that that's that's another the game like you mentioned that I I might be avoiding you know almost entirely from both the baby bowl and DFS perspective. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. And of course, you gotta love if you haven't used uh, the the Arizona Cardinals against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would say this would be a letdown game for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, I would say that. But one of the things that I liked was how the game became very competitive for them last week against the Minnesota Vikings, which was a kind of a wake up call for them, some smelling salts. Because if you go to Jacksonville, you're going to get distracted by all the sights and sounds of, of Jacksonville. And you can kind of take the week off and be on vacation. But I think Arizona, uh, they got woke up last week at the end of that game. Yeah, definitely. And um, Arizona has been one of my favorite offenses since Kyler came into the league. I mean, he's just he's just so fun to watch. He, he's just an incredible fantasy quarterback. He's playing at MVP level. That offense is so fast-paced. That game total is pretty nice at 51 and a half. I'm re- to be honest, I'm I'm really really surprised how close the spread is. I mean, it's seven and a half in favor of the Cardinals, but I would have expected a double digit even Cardinals on the road. I mean, with Kyler playing at an MVP level and the Jaguars getting destroyed the first two weeks, I mean, getting killed by Houston in week one. I mean, it's just, it's really surprising that that game is that close of a spread. But if, if, if Jacksonville can find a way to at least make it somewhat competitive, that should be a really fun game for fantasy purposes. 
Yeah, I think that's how Vegas kind of sees that too as a letdown game in Arizona's eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, that's why that's why I look at that. Uh, look, I, I don't know if I can trust the Atlanta Falcons at all, but I'm really sniffing a Kyle Pitts touchdown this week. I don't know what it is about going up against the New York Giants, but the Giants aren't that great, especially against tight ends. And I, I just I, I I can smell it in the air. I don't know if it's coming from Atlanta. I don't know if I'm downwind from Atlanta or what it is, but I smell a <laughs> Kyle Pitts touchdown. Yeah, I could see it. He's uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast last week that he's a player that I've done pretty much a complete 180 with the way I saw his usage in week one. I mean, as soon as I saw the usage, the way the amount of routes he ran, the amount of targets he saw where he was lined up, I was instantly bought in and he it seemed like mostly more of the same in week two. So even though he hasn't really hit big yet, I, I the usage is there and and uh it's it's coming soon, any given week for Kyle Pitts. In the DFS Dreamer podcast, I was telling Pierre at Pee Wee 31 here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network uh, that I didn't like running backs this week at all. I just, I just didn't like them. Uh, it seemed like everybody was hurt. The good matchups are either hurt or they're out or they're questionable. Like Cooks over in see uh, over in uh, Minnesota going up against the Seattle Seahawks, who got torched by Derrick Henry last week, and thankfully nobody put Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones in the same lineup, or else we would have never caught them this year in Baby Bowl. Oof. But <laughs> but yeah. but he's banged up, and and Rob, this goes back to my theory at the beginning of the year: things I said I wasn't going to do. If Cooks is hurt. I'm not putting Matt's in it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not talking myself into it. I know it may be the only game we use him, but he just let me down last year, and I remember that bitter taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame you. I, I, I probably will. If, if I, I don't expect Cook to be out, but if Cook was out, I probably it it would just be too tempting for me. I can't I can't resist it. Even <laughs> even even though I did the same thing last year. Um, so, but I, I understand why you wouldn't want to. Uh, those guys, you know, are generally most of them, at least, are usually backups for a reason. And um, so, I, I, I can understand not playing Madison if if Cook does happen to sit. Uh, we asked Max what she thought that uh, the games this week would be doing and how she would come across her baby bowl lineup. Uh, she said, first, I'd probably look at the over-under totals of each game. The more scoring it is, the better it may be for quarterbacks slash wide receivers. Low scoring bodes well for the running backs. Example, Gordon or Javante may not be a bad pick here because they're playing the Jets. Chiefs and Chargers and Ravens and Lions would be the two games I may eye on for the fantasy explosion. I would avoid the Texans for a while for obvious reasons. Bah ha ha. Unless you're feeling lucky with Mills, which I don't think we feel <laughs> lucky with Mills this week. I know he's a fill in, but I think they'd be better uh, served playing Deshaun Watson's ghost than playing Mills this week. Yeah, pretty much. That's, a, that's At least that's what it seemed like uh, from the performance last week. Yeah, I don't know what to do there with that game. I'm staying far, far away from that game. I, I ended up moving. Tyson, uh, Ty, was it Tyson Williams? I really mm-hmm. like him this week uh, against or for, for Baltimore against that Detroit Lion defense. Tyson Williams, he, he's the more explosive back in that system. I know it's a three-headed monster or four-headed monster if you include Lamar, but he just seems like that explosive back. And then if you're going to try to ice the game, if it goes into that scenario, which I don't see it playing out that way, but if it does, I think he's the back to own. You'll want to give the ball to the freshest legs. And Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman, they, they just got old legs, man. 
Yeah, I agree. I I used Tyson week one, but if I hadn't used Tyson Williams week one, he would be heavy, heavy in consideration this week because the Lions, I mean, you saw what happened. <laughs> we just talked about how what Aaron Jones did to the Lions. And obviously Tyson's not Aaron Jones, but, you know, the Ravens are one of the best running offenses in the NFL. And even if it is a split, Tyson is likely to get 10 to 15 touches, I'm sure, in this game, especially if they're leading. So I agree with you. He, Tyson has looked by far the most explosive. And so I think I think it's definitely a solid play. Well, he's more like uh, Aaron Jones than Latavius Murray. If I say three yeah. minutes, okay? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's true. That is very, very true. <laughs> Well, Rob, I appreciate you making time tonight to be on the podcast here, as it was a little bit different. And we do want to congratulate Max and all the other contestants for participating, but definitely Max so far for being the number one player on the Baby Bowl leaderboard. And uh, you can find Rob Norton at Norton0723 on Twitter. You can also find Max, or the winner and the leader in the, the on the board, at SFantasyFB on Twitter. You can find me at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. And, Rob, I do want to encourage everybody, once again, to try and think of ways, and I'm sure there's a Google machine out there that can help people learn how to be a little bit more friendly uh, to, to the, how did you say it? You phrased it so much better, the hearing impaired community. How did you, did you phrase that differently? Yeah, hearing impaired community or deaf community, too. It's, um, you know, either one works. Well, yeah, I just don't want to be politically incorrect. You know how but, no. hey, Pepe Le Pew got canceled. You don't think they're going to cancel me? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but we do appreciate everybody for listening to all you content creators out there who have stuck around with us for this long. We do want to encourage you to find a way to uh, look for different areas of this uh, of your content creating where you can get it into the hands, to the eyes. However that may be that people can't understand what you're trying to put out there because they may be um, at a disadvantage one way or the other. It doesn't have to be hearing. Maybe it is eyesight, um, whatever it can be. As long as, as you try to make that effort, that is something that really goes far with anybody who is impaired by any way at all. But we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. We wish you good luck on the baby bowl and this is a great way to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today 